Welcome to Category Visionaries, the show dedicated to exploring exciting visions for the future from the founders who are on the front lines building it. In each episode, we'll speak with a visionary founder who's building a new category or reimagining an existing one. We'll learn about the problem they solve, how their technology works, and unpack their vision for the future. I'm your host, Brett Stapper, CEO of Frontlines Media. Now let's dive right into today's episode. Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening. Today, I'm speaking with Lena Joshi, CEO and co-founder of Close Factor, a sales tech platform that's raised $4.5 million in funding. Lena, thanks for chatting with me today. Thank you, Brett. I love this opportunity to talk to your audience. Yeah, no problem. So before we begin talking about what you're building, let's start with a quick summary of who you are and a bit more about your background. Sure. My name is Lena Joshi, like you said, and uh, I'm co-founder and CEO of Close Factor. My background has been in software technology space for a long time. I've worked at companies like VMware, Splunk, Redis, and then most recently an advanced AI company called Petchim. And one of the reasons we started Close Factor is because we're seeing some really exciting developments in the machine learning space that we feel can have a huge impact on B2B companies. Nice. Very cool. And before we begin talking about what you're building there more, let's start with some quick questions just to better understand you know, who you are as a founder. So first one is, who do you look up to the most and why when it comes to tech CEOs? I have to say I'm a woman and the person who, uh, you know, inspired me the most were actually not one person, but a couple of them. VMware had a female founder, Diane Green. And back in the day, it was a really unusual thing to have a female founder. So all the more inspiring. She had her own unique style. I loved working at VMware and I looked up to Diane, of course. Of the more recent founders, I would say another one is Edith Harbaugh of Launch Darkly. Launch Darkly mm-hmm. also happens to be a customer of ours. And Edith is in a space, you know, that caters to developers, which is a very attractive as well as demanding audience. And yet, like the product Launch Darkly delivers so much value to this very exacting audience. It, it's really awesome. They're doing a great job with their outdoor media as well. I see their billboards all over the Bay Area. And deservedly so. They're on a roll and their customers have nothing but fantastic things to say about the value that Launch Darkly brings to them. Nice. I love it. And what about books? Is there a specific book that's had the greatest impact on you as a founder? Well, you know, the founding journey is a is a difficult one because uh, many of the roadblocks are in your mind. And <laughs> so it's a matter of just finding the right books that answer all the questions that you have in your head. One of the coolest ones I read in the beginning of the journey was uh, The Secrets of Sandhill Road, which kind of elucidated a lot of like questions I had around like, how does one get started? How does the financing piece work? So I would say, you know, I don't know that that has the greatest impact on me, but it certainly unblocked me at the time. Nice. Very cool. And what about the origin story behind Close Factor? Can you walk us through that? Yeah, of course. Close Factor actually uh, was started because of my experience at Splunk and because of the experience of my other co-founders in the machine learning space. Back when we were at Splunk, we were pivoting from being a log management provider to a broader operational intelligence play. And I felt like a lot of success that Splunk got was because of sales discipline in, you know, collecting all the right information and positioning Splunk in the context of the company that they were selling into. It's really, really important for customers to feel like they're getting something that is tailored exactly to them. And salespeople were practically building that story by understanding their customers so well. 
Fast forward to when I was at Petrum and I found I had to do the same thing for my salespeople, which is collect a lot of information about our customers, put it in the context of the thing that we were selling. And I felt like a lot of the work that goes into that research process could be automated just given where machine learning was at. And my other two co-founders, Ben, who has spent about 10 plus years in machine learning, and Eric, who comes from Google and LinkedIn and ran machine learning for talent solutions, also felt the same way and felt like we were at a point in technology where we could harness the machine learning algorithms to do this for people. That really was the impetus behind getting Close Factor started. We wanted to make the research process as automated as possible so that salespeople can spend their time doing what they do best, which is engaging with the customer in the context of the customer's business problems. Got it. Interesting. And as I'm sure you've seen all over the media lately, you know, AI, machine learning, those are the big buzzwords that it seems like every company is really using. So how are you, you know, breaking through that noise and really standing out from all of that, the others that are you know, trying to use these terms as well? That's a great question. I would say, uh, in fact, I've heard this from other founders that you really have to be not just innovating in product and the capabilities in your product. You have to be innovative in how you go to market as well. And what I can tell you, and particularly for a podcast like yours, which creates categories or at least highlights the categories that uh, that products play in, I would say that one thing that we are doing differently is we are promoting sort of this alignment between marketing and sales in the B2B world. Typically, these two teams operate differently. They're rarely aligned. Marketing does its own thing. And what salespeople find is, you know, the leads that marketing brings in are either not actionable or they have to do a lot more work to make them actionable. Mm -hmm. And what we're trying to do is, A, give all the right things to marketing so they can be precision targeted and bring the right kind of leads into sales and give all the tools to sales so that they can not just take these leads and then have to do a lot of work, but instead have that work already done for them so they can take these leads and start engaging with them be multi-threaded inside of accounts so they, they engage not just the leads that come in, but also the influencers, the the right budget owners inside those accounts. Got it. Makes sense. And I know you mentioned category there. What are your views when it comes to category? Is this you know something that's going to be totally new or is it going to transform existing categories? I feel like it's going to transform existing categories. And the two categories I would say are marketing and sales. Typically, they've operated in silos before mostly because marketing has a job to do around brand creation. And the tools that they have are more like megaphones, like they do a lot of spray and tray. Sales has their own set of tools and they're, they're around automating a lot of the grunt work, but none that bridge the gap between marketing and sales. It actually starts well before it. I, we play in something I would call top of the funnel pipeline generation, pipeline acceleration, but the process doesn't start with prospecting. The process actually starts with how you define your ideal customer profile, how you segment accounts that belong to that ideal customer profile, what messaging you use with them, and then followed up by how does sales kind of harvest all the work that marketing has done for those accounts. Mm, interesting. And when it comes to ideal customer profile, you know, what's yours? Who are you guys trying to target with the platform today? Great question. Our ideal customers are typically companies that have found product market fit and are now scaling that product market fit. Um, so they're typically companies that are CDC and above. 
that are scaling their marketing teams, that are scaling their sales teams, and are really looking for a thoughtful and innovative way to acquire customers at the smallest cost possible and as much automation as you can put to use as possible. Got it. It makes a lot of sense. And are there any specific market segments that you're seeing a lot of traction in, or is it really spread across a lot of different markets? Just given the backgrounds of the founders, we we started in software technology areas like DevOps, data and analytics, cybersecurity, future of work, and we're expanding from there. But those are really the key areas that we're seeing a lot of traction in. You can see some of the customers on our website, LaunchDarkly, Chronosphere, Zora, and some exciting announcement yet to come. Nice. And those are some big logos from some very reputable and fast-growing tech companies. So I'm sure that helps a lot with trust and credibility. It does. It does quite a bit. It also helps that all of these companies are in the space of innovating with go-to-market themselves. So we're right up there with their cutting-edge technology and their cutting-edge go-to-market. Nice. And I know you mentioned that in our email earlier today, but we had Martin Mao from Chronosphere on earlier, probably about three weeks ago. And their growth is just amazing. You know, what they were able to achieve in, I think it was two and a half years is is honestly just insane. I think it's yeah, one of the fastest growing software companies to ever exist, which is pretty impressive. We are so honored to work with Martin. His team has been incredible. They've had the most thoughtful approach of scaling their go-to-market and they utterly, totally deserve the success that they're seeing. Nice. I love it. And in terms of traction, are there any numbers or metrics that you're okay with sharing? Well, you know, the metrics that we are proudest of are renewals and expansions. Uh, Many of our original customers have renewed, have stuck with us for more than a couple of years. We've expanded in many customers. I know I'm not putting any numbers on there right now. It's just because, well, you know, we have some exciting new announcements coming out. I'm kind of holding the powder dry for that. But this is what makes us most pleased is to see our existing customers renewing, expanding into other different solution areas. So that's the good news. Nice. And we'll have to bring you back again to share the metrics when the announcement's gone out. Yep. Perfect. And you know, going to market is, of course, never easy. What would you say has been the greatest challenge you've faced so far and how'd you overcome it? In the very beginning, I would say our challenges were more around like, hmm, is there a product? Is there a market here? And those were dispelled very quickly because we got our first customer, I would say, even before we had product (laughs) that, uh, you know, lit a fire under us. And we were like, oh, we have a contract before we have product. So that part was, I would not say easy, but it was at least the answers to the questions came soon. The next part that was hard was, you know, scaling that from the first one or two customers to finding the right set of functionality that both showcased the value of machine learning as well as the benefits that were reaped by our customers. So that part was, again, not easy, but it was just work that we had to do to say that, you know, this set of features were used so much by the people at your company and this was the value that was delivered. And typically the value delivery can be quantified. I'm happy to share metrics around that. We, for example, did a case study with LaunchDarkly where we showcased that the reps that were using ClosePactor we're both generating pipeline and close one at more than double the rate of reps that were not using close factor. So that was pretty cool to prove that value and win sort of the renewal and expansion at LaunchDarkly. Nice. And last couple of questions here for you before we wrap. What excites you most about the work you get to do every day? The customers. 
we put the customer at the center of everything we do. It's a great rallying cry for everyone on the team. Amazing. I love it. Well, unfortunately, that's all we're going to have time to cover for today. Before we wrap, if people want to follow along with your journey, where's the best place for them to go? www.closefactor.com. And if they have more questions for me, they can always contact me. It's L2ESNA at closefactor.com. Amazing. Well, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. It was really fun to learn about what you're building and look forward to seeing you execute on this vision and look forward to the IPO. 